You're listening to the Functional Nurse Podcast. On today's episode, we interview registered nurse and functional nurse, Ashley Broughton. So stay tuned. Hello, nurses, and welcome to this episode of the Functional Nurse Podcast. I'm really excited today that um, I am having my friend, uh, Ashley Broughton, on, who is a registered nurse that I have known for uh, 12 years, I think 13 maybe. Um, And so she has completed the Functional Medicine for Nurses course, and I thought she would be a great nurse for us to talk about a perspective for our multiple topics that we talk about a lot in functional medicine. So thank you, Ashley, for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Bridget. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to tell them a little bit about your background. Um, So Ashley is originally from California and graduated from Sonoma State University in 2011. And she came to the hospital where I was working and uh, we worked on that unit together for several years. Um, She had worked on a progressive care unit for the majority of her career. And around the time that she had her second daughter has spent more time at home and luckily been able to do that. And um, so in the last few years has come to have uh, more awareness around functional medicine, decided to take the functional medicine for nurses course and is looking forward to possibly taking the nurse coaching program that Inca offers soon, uh, which I think is such a great combo, as you guys know. Uh, And then... um, you are currently doing some per diem work in the hospital setting again, but have spent some time uh, helping at a primary care clinic while you're mostly staying home with the girls. And so I am really excited to talk about all that because I feel like you now have like the outpatient perspective, inpatient perspective, the perspective we had when we worked together and now coming, going back after learning functional medicine, going back into the hospital setting. Um, so I'm really excited about our conversation today. Yeah. Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to ask you about is kind of what brought you to nursing and then ultimately to functional medicine. So what brought me to nursing? Actually, I feel like just by nature, I've always been a person who wants to help. And so originally when I was really little, I wanted to be a massage therapist because I liked making other people feel better. And my mom, when I was really little, taught me how to give her neck massages because that was where she held a lot of her tension. And then she would do it to me in return. And I always saw the positive, like my mom was like, wow, I feel so much better now. And so that was my goal when I was really little. And then as I got a little older, I was like, okay, let me be a little more realistic. Not that being a massage therapist isn't a great profession also. But I wanted to do something that I could kind of expand on, um, like have the opportunities for growth. And so I thought nursing would be a great career opportunity for that because there's so many different specialties in nursing. Um, You can become a nurse practitioner like you did. At the time, I was thinking more just, you know, the basic Western medicine options of becoming a nurse practitioner, teaching nursing, um, doing case management, all of that. And so 
when I was in junior high, actually, I volunteered at the local hospital, loved it, loved my time there. And then also one of my grandmothers was a nurse. So I got to hear all her stories and how she touched people's lives. And she worked at this little teeny tiny community hospital. So she knew pretty much everybody in the town had delivered half the town. And so I just thought that was so cool that people still remembered all that she did for them and how she helped them years and years later. So that was kind of how I originally got into nursing. And then getting into functional medicine was really, um, it took my own health journey to kind of go down the functional medicine road. Um, I've always been fairly open-minded with alternative therapies and had just a minor interest in it. I grew up in Santa Cruz in California, which is pretty progressive and known for there being a lot of old hippies there and just alternative therapies available. I mean, there's Per capita, there's probably more acupuncturists and herbalists than most places in the U.S. So I was always exposed to that. Um, But honestly, when I was working in the hospital and after I completed nursing school, I was pretty into just the Western medicine model, at least for my own health. Um, And so after I had my second daughter, um, I really went through a lot of changes with my own health that were kind of unexpected. I ended up having some retained placenta after I had her, which was a really stressful experience because I had already had a baby and I had expressed my concerns to my doctor about having prolonged continued bleeding that I knew wasn't normal. And I was just really brushed off because I wasn't having any of the symptoms of there being like a major issue, like abdominal pain or a fever. And so my concerns were just really brushed under the rug. And then that really spun up my anxiety because I knew something was wrong. It wasn't being addressed. And so I just felt myself go down this spiral. And I remember one day I just was so overwhelmed by all of it. And I called his office and I got on the phone with a nurse there and she just started telling me, she's like, well, you have postpartum depression. I think we need to start you on an antidepressant right now. And I was so upset because maybe I had gotten to the point where I did have some postpartum depression, but I felt like that it was, how can we put a bandaid on this and get you to stop bugging us here at the office and get you feeling better without us really having to do that much work, right? Which was getting to the root of my issue, which was having this anxiety over this bleeding that was going on. And so um, I did finally get the bleeding addressed. I ended up having DNC and got everything squared away with that, but it really just led to um, a lot of prolonged anxiety and just feelings of overwhelm to go have gone through such a long stage of feeling ignored and brushed off and like my issues were made up or in my head and so um after that i ended up having struggles with sleep and just feeling kind of a constant sense of overwhelm um and then just stress in relation to my kids. I'd noticed that I would kind of fly off the handle at stuff that wasn't that big a deal. Even when my baby was sleeping well, I also have a toddler. And um, 
so she wanted attention too and but when my little one wasn't was sleeping well i would still not sleep well myself so it was like i couldn't go to sleep even when she was asleep and so i was just exhausted burnt out and when i saw my regular pcp again her thing was the same as my OBGYN go on an antidepressant and get back on birth control to balance your hormones. And I was like, this is not the answer. I, I want to get balanced and not just slap a bandaid on it so that I'm not dealing with issues down the road. If, and when I come off these medications, I want this to be something that I can get back in a centered state and stay there and not have to depend on any medications in order to do that or throw off my body even more. So I kind of started my own journey of exploration and found a fantastic functional medicine provider and really got to the root cause of a lot of my stuff. Um, I've had years of gut issues that I feel like never really got resolved seeing a classic standard Western medicine, primary care provider, GI specialist, um, really the best luck I've had with getting things controlled with my gut has been seeing a naturopath and functional medicine provider. And then also um, I was able to work with this functional medicine provider and get my hormones back in balance and work on a lot of strategies for sleep, do some short-term supplements to help with that also. And I just got into a much better space than I feel like I ever would have gotten into if I had just gone the easy route of doing what my doctors had tried to push me on, which was the antidepressant and birth control. And then my youngest ended up having some health issues of her own. Um, she started going through um, bouts of pretty intense constipation when she was around nine months old. And it was when we had introduced solids and started supplementing with a little bit of formula. And again, pediatrician wanted me to go the route of Miralax and suppositories, really didn't talk that much about diet at all. And it took me bringing it up to the functional medicine provider I was seeing for myself to have the light bulb go off that she is actually dairy intolerant, just like me. And the way it was manifesting was her not being able to have a bowel movement. And so we took her off dairy six weeks later, back to daily bowel movements like normal. And even before that, we noticed things go back to to more routine, um, but it was something that if I hadn't ever explored those other avenues, she may still be on Miralax or suppositories all the time in order to stay regular. And then the even bigger issue with her um, was last fall, she ended up having RSV. And every time she was getting respiratory stuff from about a year, when she was about a year old to 18 months, it would turn into croup. Um, viral induced asthma. She almost was hospitalized in June of last year when she had COVID. And then she did get hospitalized with RSV in September. And so we got referred to a pulmonologist, suggested all kinds of inhalers. And I ended up cutting out gluten for her. And since then, she has not had a single instance of the viral induced asthma anymore. And again, that's been more working 
from the functional medicine perspective of finding root cause, looking at inflammation going on in her body. And so I am just so thrilled about how functional medicine, I've seen it, how I've seen it change my life and my daughter's life and our overall health and how I feel like so many other people have the opportunity to just have their lives so positively impacted through better health by actually getting to the root cause of their issues versus just the Band-Aid solutions that are so commonly offered these days. Okay. I did not know the story about you wanting to be a massage therapist and you and your mom. I know how sweet she is for you. So that's adorable. (laughs) Um, And uh, so, you know, we talk a lot in functional medicine and as nurses, we have these discussions about all this, about the idea of like that, that time of being a new mother and having this baby and, and, and how common your story is, right? It happens to women all the time where maybe their thyroid is out of balance after pregnancy or their hormones are out of balance overall, sex hormones are all over the place and how often they are given a prescription as a solution. And we talk about, you know, we are not deficient in prescription medications. That is not the problem that we have as a culture. You know, there's so many things that we can do for women after having babies to support them in in a holistic way that actually, you know, your story is a really great example of, of when we help people holistically, we can, we can look for the why and actually improve health long-term, right? Because let's say you did take a prescription medication and you felt better right after pregnancy that doesn't change your family's health story long term like the things that I've seen for you guys in the last few years which I think is incredible and you know like being able to start so early on a a, a optimal health journey like your daughters have had that fortune to have is 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 wonderful and I am just thinking how sad it is that 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 time can can be so compromised and overlooked um, in our healthcare system right now. So I'm glad you're sharing your story. I know we talked about, you know, whether like you felt like, oh, do people want to hear what I have to talk about? I think the things that we're talking about today are exactly what other nurses want to talk about. And your your story specifically about how you came to functional medicine is a great example of like most people come to functional medicine as healthcare practitioners because of our own health stories. You know, I know I did. And um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what it's like in your house, right? Because you have people that (laughs) as you're learning functional medicine and bringing it home, you you in particular, it isn't just you, right? Because now you have other people in your house that have everybody's... (laughs) eating differently and and looking at what they're eating and how they're caring for themselves sleep Mm -hmm. um because that's that's a big topic in your house right now so how has that like bringing functional medicine to your home looked for you guys um it's been interesting i feel like it's something that has taken some easing into um not so much for my little little one because that's pretty much what she's known because she was Mm -hmm. so little Um, So she really doesn't know eating normal dairy products or, you know, gluten full bread. (laughs) Like she's used to the alternatives. She's used to getting fed mostly a lot of whole foods. Um, She's used to me trying to get her outside daily and um, 
doing some of my stress management techniques that I try to do with my girls that I feel like are things that they can handle at their ages, like taking deep breaths and EFT tapping and stuff. So that wasn't a transition, obviously, because that's kind of what she was born with. My older daughter, um, we definitely did a bit of a transition with foods and she did not like that. She wanted the original Cheez-Its and goldfish crackers and asked for that for a long time. And my husband's been a bit of a hard nut to crack sometimes with some of the stuff. He has his favorites. But uh, what I've found has worked really well is I've offered alternatives. So I haven't just cut stuff out, but offering alternatives to foods like I've been finding healthier options. There's so many foods out there that are pretty similar to what we're used to as our packaged favorites, but they at least have better ingredients, right? So um, we do a lot of label reading and my husband's actually admitted that he even enjoys some of the alternatives better than the originals, which is pretty cool. Um, and then just kind of, I feel like um, thinking of health and your house as a marathon and not a sprint is a great way to look at things. And then also I saw this one image one time depicting a ladder where it's like, if you're trying to make, if, if the rungs of the ladder are all spread out and you're trying to make all these drastic changes at once, it's really overwhelming to climb that ladder. But if you do little small steps one at a time, it makes it much more manageable. So rungs are closer together. So it's been just more of a process where I've given it time for us to transition things in our household. So transition routines, transition products. Um, and I slowly introduce new ideas to my husband. So I'm not just like, oh, well, I think that we all need to start going to sleep earlier. And I think we need to cut our TV time down dr dramatically. And we need to eat these different foods. And we have to throw away all the cleaning products we've been using and do this and that was to the point where then his head feels like it's going to explode because he's not yeah. doing all the same research. And he's like, okay, what happened to my cool wife that I thought that I married? And who's this crazy lady that she was replaced with? So it's just been a thing of kind of gradual changes that I've introduced and gradual ideas and having communication with him about stuff that I've learned. And he's had some of his own struggles like with back pain um, and not feeling like he's getting a lot of quality sleep. He's a firefighter. And so I've slowly introduced certain strategies to him that he's kind of started incorporating or been interested in hearing more about and has noted noticed some positive results from and then him seeing how my changes have positively affected me have made him more receptive to making some of these changes himself so it's definitely a balance though and having lots of conversations and um, sometimes it does take presenting some research and so I can actually sort of sway him on certain things, but 
just having that background of doing the functional medicine for nurses course was really helpful because he knew I took that class. And so then a lot of the changes that I make, I can actually reference that class for and say, well, Mm -hmm. I learned this in the class. And so I, this was something that I, I thought was really cool that I learned. And some of the other people in the class said that they utilize this and it's really beneficial. So it's always one of those things where it's like, I feel like in our society, if something is taught to us in school, that that's kind of what we hold as true, right? And if there's like an educational program that's presenting this information, and I can say I learned it from that versus just like Google research I've done on my own, then it makes it seem that much more legitimate too. So I think I I learned so much from the meetings that we have as nurses during the course and like everybody's ideas. And like you're talking about somebody will share something they've tried and how it's worked to introduce it in their home. So those conversations to me are like gold because I take away something new every time. And I think for me, same as you, like the evidence of us healing, you know, was really motivating for my family members. And when I first started learning functional medicine, I was like bringing home way too much information every day, right? Like you're talking about like the overwhelm. Um, And what I have found works is exactly what you're talking about. It's gradually introducing new ideas. And um, even when we talk about toxins and detox in the course, and we talk about don't go (laughs) trying to throw away everything in your house, but replace things as they, you know, need to be replaced naturally. Um, The food thing, I think for me is the same as you, where like I've just bought, we try to eat whole foods and I have two teenage boys. And so the gradually replacing a lot of the, the, um, process things that they love, um, buying alternatives that are healthier and just talking about it and having it lay around. Sometimes it's the only option left for a quick snack to carry off into their rooms and do what they, you know, hang out with their friends on the video. And, um, so they'll grab that because it's the only thing and they're like, Oh, this isn't so bad. Yeah. And I think you're right about like what you're talking about for your husband is like that over time, I think our taste changes too. And so then we can appreciate that maybe, uh, you know, we like the the healthier version better. Um, okay. So I wanted to definitely talk about like, you know, we, oh, I, w- I was working night shift on the progressive unit that we worked on. It was mostly like strokes. Um, uh, step down unit from the ICU is where mm-hmm. I was working when I met Ashley. And so when she came, uh, we were taking care of a lot of stroke patients, um, unstable patients, uh, congestive heart failure, uh, lung disease and renal disease for sure. Um, And I've said a lot in previous episodes about, you know, my experience and what brought me to functional medicine, including seeing that. Um, And I, I haven't worked in a hospital setting while learning functional medicine and you were learning it kind of at that time where you were mostly home with the girls and now you're back in the hospital. So, you know, for us back then, we were like, you were talking about like evidence-based, everything was a protocol. And we like all, I feel like our team on, on night shift on that unit was like my favorite group of folks I ever worked with. It was a sharp bunch of people and we were all a resource for each other to do best practice for our patients. And then you step away from that and learn functional medicine and look at everything differently. And I can only imagine the conversations that either of us would have now in that same setting. 
Um, so I am really curious how you're feeling about going back to the hospital and now having this new perspective for health and wellness and, and how that's changed your practice. It's been interesting. Um, and it's definitely been a mixed bag because it's really difficult to see some of the stuff that we do in the hospital that I feel like now having the functional medicine background is really detrimental to our patients. One of the main things being the terrible food offerings that we give people. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the only things that our refrigerators are stocked with is soda. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, And so I really have just a hard time with certain things that we're doing, like not giving nutrient dense meals to the patients and having offerings um, that would nourish their body or are more whole foods and that we don't really have any conversations with patients in the hospital, or at least the providers don't like nothing. There's no emphasis on covering diet at all as part of a wellness plan, usually aside from eliminate salts and don't eat as much fats or sugars, depending on the diagnosis, if they're new diabetes or new heart failure, or they just had a heart attack or something. Um, So it's been difficult to kind of deal with things like that and know that I don't have that much control over what's happening in the hospital. Um, But I've really appreciated that I feel like my new insight has given me the opportunity to provide patients with such better quality education than I ever was able to before. I actually feel way more empowered as a nurse that I feel like beyond just making someone feel better in the moment at the bedside, which was kind of the old main benefit of being a nurse for me, I I feel like I actually can provide them with education that maybe they wouldn't get from anybody else. Not a different nurse, not the provider, um, not their provider outside the hospital even necessarily. And so I've had some really, really great opportunities to sit and talk with some patients and provide education that I feel like has been super beneficial to them. So from that standpoint, it's been really great and encouraging, but you have to sort of gauge how ready people are to listen to you. So Mm -hmm. that's been something that I feel like has been a learning process for me is how to initiate these conversations. And for the most part, I can kind of pick up on the people who I think are going to be receptive to it versus the ones who I feel like aren't interested in hearing it. But the other day, I was talking to this one woman and she was having her family bring in some outside food for her. She was actually ordering Indian food. And we were talking about how she has all these gut issues and she had done all this allergy testing and she was ordering certain foods that according to her allergy testing weren't good choices for her or that she'd had reactions to in the past even though her allergy testing had shown it was okay she probably still has a sensitivity to it because she was talking about how for gluten exam for example she had actually eaten a bunch of gluten one meal not that long ago and ended up in the er with horrific abdominal pain 
yet she's ordering non and like garlic was one of the things she tested as allergic to and she's ordering like garlic non in there and so i was like well and she was the type of person who really liked joking around and so i was like okay well i have some ideas that i could share with you i was like how how crunchy are you open to me getting with you and immediately she shut me down and she goes not at all when my kids were little they had all these issues all these food allergies we cut out practically everything under the sun to where we were eating rice and broccoli and meat and my kids still have all these issues and one schizophrenic and one has like all this sensory stuff and and just kind of went off and i went okay like that's fine we'll well, we just won't have these conversations because she was the type of person who already had her mind made up about certain things and that she had tried certain options and that they didn't work for her. And so she wasn't open to that again. So I just kind of continued on doing what I could for her with respecting her boundaries and what she was open to hearing. But other people have been really receptive, which has been really great. My favorite experience that I had so far, actually, since I've been back was on my unit. We had a gentleman who they originally thought was coming in with a stroke and they did a full workup on him. He was only in his late thirties and it turned out that all his testing was showing towards uh, MS a diagnosis of MS and he was an active guy. He had been playing sports when his symptoms had started and was married. And I know he and his wife had been hoping to have kids. And so he was pretty devastated by this news. And I mean, it's pretty life changing to get a diagnosis, especially in your thirties of MS. And so Unfortunately, his provider that he had had is one that really doesn't take a lot of time at the bedside, really only gives the basic options of, you know, standard medications and routine follow up. And no, there was no in-depth research into what could have triggered this or what else could he do to minimize symptoms or disease progression. And so I got to sit down and have a conversation with him and his wife and talk about uh, Dr. Terry Walls and all of her amazing MS research and diet and tell them how she's a provider who has MS herself and how she's totally changed her life and arrested a lot of her symptoms so that she can bike to work. And so I, and, and I shared about a couple other providers and just nutrition to look into. And I told him, I said, don't not do the follow-up that the provider has suggested with you. Absolutely do that, but know that you have other options and you can look into other avenues and you can feel empowered to take charge of your health and that you can still have the opportunity to live a full quality life. And he and his wife were just so appreciative and thanked me multiple times. And he was so excited to go home with that information. So it just felt really amazing to be able to have that impact and 
maybe give him information that he wouldn't have come across otherwise, or maybe it would have taken him years to come across, who knows, but I'm just really hopeful that that has changed the trajectory for his health, at least in some small way. So, well, and thinking back to like us working in the hospital back then, like, what would we have offered somebody in that same situation? And, you know, it would have been like the the hospital printout on multiple sclerosis and, and what progression might look like and what remission might look like. And maybe some information on the side effects of the medications. Um, but like, until both of us learn functional medicine, we, you know, now it's like, we can have these conversations where we're like, this isn't your story, right? You can have a different story. And yeah, I think your examples are perfect because there are going to be people who are ready for this and there are going to be people who are not because it isn't like uh, taking a pill and everything gets better. It's it's personal work, right? Like we're working on ourselves when we practice functional medicine as the patient. Um, and I am thinking of the uh, example of the gal that you were talking about and um, a student wrote in their assignment this week that they can usually tell whether it's a patient that would want to hear more by the way the patient describes their health story. And so that gal that you're describing is it's interesting because she had some awareness, right? And some curiosity, Mm -hmm. but there was something else going on. And that's one of the examples I like to use when we talk about like why nurse coaching and functional medicine are so great together, because then we can say, what's really going on here, right? Like, why does she not want to just like peel back the the layers a little bit and look underneath? Um, so really good examples. And um, in the, in the interim, when you, after you had your second daughter to going back recently to the hospital, you were helping out some in a, a primary care clinic. And so what are you thinking like after seeing, because you're the same as me where you were like inpatient from the beginning of your career until recently. And then you were seeing primary care and something quite different than us, you know, trying to like be really downstream in the hospital setting to being able to go upstream in a clinic setting. Uh, So I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, I think my ultimate goal is like you were saying at the beginning, I really would love to take the Inca nurse coaching course. And um, that is something that I hope is on the pretty immediate horizon for me. Um, Since I just got back into the hospital and I do have my two little ones, it's the balance of Mm -hmm. only starting one thing new again at a time. But my ultimate goal would be to get back into more the clinic setting again and have, um, you know, be a licensed nurse coach and have my functional medicine background and be able to work with people to hopefully keep them to from getting to the point where they're in the hospital with these different issues so they can manage things better at home for themselves because they can get all kinds of information from a functional medicine provider but it it truly takes a lot of work to actually implement all these lifestyle changes and i know it's been a process for me i mean it's really been a little over two years now that i've 
I started my functional medicine journey and I would definitely say I'm a continual work in progress myself. And I'm still working on stuff that I was working on in the beginning um, because it's so hard to change habits that you've gone through your entire life with. And so I feel like I've come a long way, but I still have a long way to go. But I think that's anyone in life, right? We're always learning. We're always growing. We're always evolving. Um, but I think that as a nurse coach, I could just really help people to learn new information that's going to be life-changing and help them stay focused on their goals and on their road to maintaining optimal health. And I think having my own journey of it and my own ambition that I will be really able to empathize with people well and let them know that I'm not perfect and I have my struggles and and anyone who tries to make people think otherwise or that they're perfect or they have it all together is really doing, I think, a disservice to people because you can know everything that's right for you, but sometimes the more fun or easy or better option is, is what you know isn't for the best, but that's what you go for. And I think it's all about balance, right? Trying to live like at least an 80-20 lifestyle or something, you know? because you've got to be able to live too. And not everyone is open to all the the functional medicine stuff yet. I feel like a lot of people are having their eyes open to things and realizing with just these couple years that we had from the pandemic that more changes need to be made to our healthcare system from the, the ground up and that people need to be more proactive about improving their health and maintaining their health because getting into the doctor is such a mess and the times that doctors have to spend with patients is so minimal. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, it's coming to where more people are open to this, but there's still a journey. And so, you know, you still want to be able to spend time with those people in your life that maybe aren't quite there yet. So it's all about balance. Yeah, and we were talking about the other day, you and I about the um, having children and sharing them with other family members. And just, you know, how do you introduce the idea of like, oh, we're, we're, you know, we're not eating any of this and um, getting some buy in there. Um, I, I think uh, one thing you were just talking about is uh, the that I wanted to speak to more is the idea of um, when we are uh, in allopathic medicine and maybe like, you know, our, our past selves, uh, two things, we can look back at our health journey where we're at today. And, and you're talking about perfection and like doing this perfectly, right. And I think that that's an important topic that I've been talking about a lot lately is, is we can't pretend like we're perfect, and we aren't and and holding ourselves to that standard could be a toxin or a stressor. Um, but if I compare my health two years ago to today, it's much better. And if I compare it to five years ago to today, it's much better. And I feel like you have that same experience that, you know, we're, um, 
aging is a big topic in functional medicine, how to age well and, and optimize our cellular health for that journey. And so it's an interesting idea to think that we could be biologically older than we were several years ago, but maybe much healthy, healthier if we actually were measuring on a cellular level or biochemically compared to uh, our past selves. Um, and the second thought was that, um, you know, in, in regular allopathic medicine, we wouldn't be like, oh, let's go do this test on ourselves first, <laughs> or let's try out this intervention that we're going to do on a patient on ourselves. But in functional medicine, being able to speak to the experience is so powerful. And being able to say that we've been through a healing journey on our, on our own, you know, I think has a lot of buy-in for patients. But um, experiencing an elimination diet and being able to speak to that and the impact it has on your own health um, can really, you know, because let's say that your patient that you had the example of the Indian food, if she had, um, had been interested and you, you were able to say, you know what I have learned from removing foods from my diet. Like if you're able to take that, that conversation a step further and talk about yourself and your experience, I think it's so much, you know, how, how often do you hear people say, oh, I went to go see my provider, but they're clearly not healthy and they're telling me that I should be healthier. And people don't want to hear that anymore. Um, you've mentioned to me recently, you know, about like the, it, it, we can't go see people and have them, people are aware now, you know, if nothing else, the pandemic has taught patients, it just everybody that there is more than one right answer and that maybe their provider isn't right. You know, like maybe there is a different answer and a better answer and a more thorough answer. Um, and so people are looking for practitioners like us. Um, and on that note, because you were talking before about like where you want to go next with this, um, how are you feeling about scope of practice? Like compared to before you learned functional medicine to um, going on the journey of learning it. And then now like what you, how you feel about using it in the future. Cause you, you mentioned the beginning nurse practitioner and so many of my students wonder about scope of practice and we talk about it often. So I was wondering what you're thinking. Well, obviously I feel like, you know, I thought at times like what I want to go ahead and become a nurse practitioner because that would give me more capabilities. But I feel like with the functional medicine, so much of it is truly education, which I have the capability to do. I can educate people about different tests that they can do um, that can look for food allergies or toxins. Um, and I can educate people about diet. I can tell them about different supplements because so many of those are over the counter without telling them to take it, but just say, this is something that you might be interested in looking into. I mean, my husband was going to work and talking about my sleep issues while I was seeing a functional medicine provider. And I had just started taking ashwagandha and he's there with a couple of his firefighter buddies. And they're like, Oh, I got to find out what my wife takes all the time. She swears by it. And then he goes, yeah, ashwagandha without knowing that that's what I was already taking. But it's like people tell their friends all the time about different stuff that they think is great. Right. So I'm, mm -hmm. I can share with someone there's options out there like ashwagandha for sleep, or, you know, you can do chamomile, lemon balm, passion flower, things like that without telling someone 
this is exactly what you should take, I can give them options and then they can do research themselves, which is a lot of what I've done for myself and find something that works for them. So I feel like there's actually a pretty large opportunity for a nurse within the scope of practice of just being an educator that there's a lot you can do with it without having all the degrees. And and truthfully, I feel like if you're doing functional medicine and getting to the root cause, a lot of the time there's really not that much prescribing that needs to take place, at least for Sometimes unprescribing. <laughs> yeah, sometimes unprescribing is the biggest thing. So, I mean, there's... Op- instances where there's definitely, I would say, short-term things that need to be done to help someone get through something or to get to that ultimate endpoint goal. Um, but I feel like overall, there's there's so much that's done without anything. And that I feel like my mom's gotten into functional medicine. She's basically, she was only on like two different prescriptions before, but now she's on nothing. And she takes a couple supplements, but those are things that the nurse practitioner that she sees suggested to her, but wasn't like, you have to take these or here's a prescription for it. So... I think what so many people are lacking is awareness, right? And so my opinion is that, uh, you know, nurses nurses could absolutely be the largest body of practitioners in functional medicine and completely change our healthcare dynamic in this country by helping bridge that gap between like the knowledge that we now have that probably isn't going to make it into practice. You know, what do they say? It takes research like 17 years on average to be like everyday practice that you might encounter at your primary care office. Um, And so with functional medicine, we're staying on top of all that, right? Like we're like, we're not waiting for it to become a guideline. We're looking at the research as a community and evaluating best practice from a holistic perspective that doesn't involve the drug companies paying for these expensive research studies that prove that they're the latest, greatest, best option for people. And so when you peel all that back and say, why do we have a greater prevalence of almost every chronic health condition than we did a hundred years ago? If we have so much modern medicine, why is everybody getting sicker? And the truth is it's all the things we've talked about today. It's lifestyle and stress and sleep and toxins and our food choices. And when you can partner with a nurse and create awareness around that, there's so much potential to help people take a step forward in their health journey that often does, you know, I said unprescribing, but you know, I often will start a new intervention with a client and just say, Hey, you know, I know your cardiologist has you on a couple blood pressure medications. Let me tell you today what low blood pressure looks like so that you know when to follow up or reach out to one of us for support. And so it is completely in the scope of a registered nurse to provide some education on lifestyle that might improve blood pressure and then say, hey, here's what low blood pressure looks like. I am in no way prescribing or unprescribing anything, but I want you to be aware of what 
it might look like for you to feel better and not need those medications anymore and when to follow up with your cardiologist and talk about that. And I've seen that happen so many times where people come to me on prescription medications or my students are helping somebody that's on prescription medications and they don't need them anymore because they truly heal their bodies and it's just amazing. Yeah. Yep. Ashley, thank you so much. This was a really great conversation. And I think that everything we talked about today is on the minds of so many nurses that I know. So I really appreciate you uh, agreeing to be interviewed today uh, and sharing your story. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I think we should look forward to having a follow-up episode after you've done some nurse coaching training and you're ready to start your own business and talk about what that looks like. Sounds great. Well, take care. And until next time, everybody, be well. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of the Functional Nurse Podcast. If you want to help spread the word about the powerful role nurses can play as true healers using functional medicine practices, consider sharing an episode with a nurse friend or on social media. And click the subscribe button to stay informed of newly released episodes. You can also visit and share the links below in the show notes for more information on nursing resources and the Functional Medicine for Nurses course offered through the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy in partnership with the Institute for Functional Medicine. Until next time, be well. Thank you.